Hina Mystery, and you're listening to Deliberations on Diaspora, a podcast on global diaspora history. This podcast was created by the students of History 404, Themes in Diaspora History at Queen's University in Canada. This course addresses themes such as mobility, borders, citizenship, displaced peoples, race, and labor. Students were assigned topics and sources related to diaspora culture and identity and had to speak about them. I wanted to thank the Department of History at Queen's for their support and funding, as well as CFRC, the campus radio station. The music for this podcast was provided by Erez Zobari, and the song is entitled The Fig Tree. The green summer's gone, will you go on? Hello, and welcome to episode one of Art and Diaspora podcast series. My name is Fayad Gaya, and I will be your host for this episode. The major topic of discussion today is the artwork of Toronto-born and exceptionally talented Tao Lewis. More specifically, in this episode, we will explore the relationship between art and diaspora by taking a look at the statements made by Lewis in her two works, I, the Spirit Conductor, Come to tell you we were here before this, and you lose shreds of your truth every time I remember you. The guiding question to keep in mind as we delve through two emotionally provocative pieces of artwork is how does art add value to the field of diaspora series? Personally, I put forth the argument that art assists in illustrating diaspora as a process of identity construction. Additionally, something to think about as we converse is how do the major themes present in Lewis's work force us to reconsider some of our commonly held beliefs when it comes to diaspora. By her own claim, Lewis aims to convey the healing power of diaspora and the unavoidable role race plays in diasporic. By her own claim, Lewis aims to convey the healing power of diaspora and the unavoidable role race plays in diasporic construction. So what exactly does Lewis's work focus on? Well, the answer to that question, in short, is that Lewis's work demonstrates how diaspora includes imagined elements drawn from contemporary experience in conjunction with influence from the historical legacies Lewis finds herself a part of. So imagination being such an important thematic focal point in Lewis's artwork necessitates further analysis of the term. An effective way to understand imagination is through its function in the identity construction process. Its role was best described by Benedict Anderson in 1983 when he wrote about the nation as a form of an imagined community. Anderson makes the statement in reference to nationalism that a nation is a socially constructed community imagined by the people who perceive themselves as part of that group. Diaspora's functions can be conceived as functioning in a parallel way. That is to say that to determine that you belong to diaspora is to claim membership in a group whose ideological basis is often rooted in memory, and whose other members are people that you may never have physical contact with, but still believe to exist. While Anderson's conception of the nation has roots in Territory claims paired with a codified legal system, diaspora leans more heavily on the interpretations of the past and tradition by its members. This sentiment is clearly echoed in Tao Lewis's work. Where the nation is tethered to reality by nationals, 
territory, and a cohesive legal system, diaspora requires greater emphasis on participation by people in order to survive. Although there is, of course, often reference to territory and legal systems within diaspora, its constituency is much more fluid than that of the nation. At least it seems this way in an initial reading. And this position, again, has strong support from the artistic processes of Tao Lewis. So who is Tao Lewis? Tao Lewis was born in 1993 and by the relatively young age of 25 has cultivated a successful career in the arts, having exhibited her sculptural works in New York, Los Angeles, and Toronto. By her own admission, her art deals with healing personal, collective, and historical traumas through labor. Her art takes the forms of sculptures whose materials are intentionally chosen so that their selection conveys as much meaning as the forms they are organized into. The work is bodily, organic, and explicitly strange. Often informed by the environment she creates them in, her sculptures make sharp statements about her personal diasporic experience and of diaspora at large. So the first work of Lewis that we're going to talk about is found at the Agnes Art Center right here in Kingston. It's titled, I, the Spirit Conductor, Come to Tell You We Were Here Before This. The piece is a model of around five feet in height of a mermaid-esque being, supposedly based on Lewis's own body. The figure has two fins protruding from its back with a smaller white fin closer to the nape of its neck. Its hair is white and squiggly, made from washed-up sticks that Lewis found along the Kingston Lakeshore. Apart from patches of rocks on its thighs and a plain face with an ambiguous expression, it carries no further distinguishing features. So Lewis imagined the figure to have walked out of Lake Ontario, and this is reinforced from the materials she selected from its creation. In addition to washed-up sticks, the figure contains dried flowers, found metals, found wood, seashells, and dragonflies all presumably gathered from in and around the Kingston shoreline. Lewis has been directly quoted in stating that she's not explaining her culture to us with regards to this piece, but does give us a hint about its true meaning, sharing that the spirit conductor represents the souls of Africans who jumped overboard and became mermaids during the process of their transportation to the Americas, where they were destined to be enslaved, during the Middle Passage. Immediately, we find multiple statements on the diasporic and specifically African diasporic experience. Spirit conductor holds a spirit from another time, much in the same way that diaspora draws on historical sources to inform its value system in the present. Moreover, the way much of spirit conductor is created from locally found materials like found wood and seashells speaks to the process of diasporic construction. Distance from a point of origination is inherently implied in the definition of diaspora. Resultantly, diasporic communities often fuse local elements into their cultural systems, even though diaspora is often a reaction to those unfamiliar localities. An example of this that parallels Lewis' selection of materials in her work is given by Hohamovich in Jamaican Guest Workers in the Promised Land. 
When Jamaican guest workers were sent to the northern United States within the framework of labor migration, the local populations were taken with their Oxfordian accents. So much so that their accents, at least initially, played a role in the Jamaican labor migrants receiving superior treatment relative to resident African Americans. In this way, the African diaspora in Jamaica finds within itself infused English elements, just as Spirit Conductor, intended to be a representative of the horrors of the Middle Passage, is made partially of Kingston wood. Tao Lewis's work, Spirit Conductor, also informs the claim that diaspora is in part an imagined community. In his widely read paper, The Diaspora Diaspora, Rogers Brubaker identifies three criteria that he believes constitutes diaspora. The first is dispersion, the forced displacement of people. Dispersion is evident in Spirit Conductor as the piece of art directly references the atrocities of the Middle Passage. Where great ships carried stolen bodies in horrendous conditions, dispersing them far and wide from Africa. The second is homeland orientation, the perception of values, beliefs, and loyalty to homeland. Again, Spirit Conductor subtly implies Africa as the homeland of the being, as the mermaid-esque being. Third is boundary maintenance, but it's difficult to see Spirit Conductor engaged in boundary maintenance as the medium it takes limits its capacity to preserve a distinct identity. However, Spirit Conductor carries aspects of a fourth criterion, one I'll label temporal reach. Temporal reach is an ingredient exclusive to diaspora, which speaks to the process of identity creation as drawing from historical record in combination with contemporary personal experience, something Tao Lewis's work often finds itself doing. In Spirit Conductor, we can see this in two ways. The first is the symbolism of Spirit Conductor's hair, which mimics the natural waviness of Afro-textured hair. The importance of this facet of Spirit Conductor draws from the way Afro-textured hair has played a central role in the African diaspora. Precisely the way it has become a symbol of black pride and a way in which the African diaspora has faced institutionalized racism. For example, how some styles specific to Afro-textured hair have been codified against in professional work environments. The second way in which Spirit Conductor references the temporal reach criteria of diaspora is by generating intrigue through its distinct form, even having secret objects listed as a constructing material, and then Lewis defiantly rejecting requests for further explanation by stating that she will not explain her culture to us. In this sense, Spirit Conductor becomes both a public statement and an intimately private expression. The next creation of Tao Lewis that finds itself relevant to our discussion is titled, You Lose Shreds of Your Truth Every Time I Remember You. This time, we have two figures, one of a large male beige human-like being sitting slumped over in a chair. In his hand is a chain link leash connected to the collar of what at first glance appears to be some sort of pet. It is very clear that the pet is in a late stage of decay. What remains is a thin metal wire frame of which scraps of hair, fur, and leather strips are attached to.
You lose shreds of your truth is supposed to be about black masculinity, according to Lewis, and the separation of softness from the identity of the black male. I think it also functions brilliantly as an allusion to the process of remembrance, imagination, and the unreliability of memory. The uninterested and sad demeanor of the slumped male suggests that he is forlorn. The chain in which he employs to keep his decaying pet, obviously a physical manifestation of memory, suggests that he is unwilling to let go. The title of the piece, You Lose Shreds of Your Truth Every Time I Remember You, informs us that by remembering, the beige male is causing his pet, or the memory, to decay. This provocative art piece parallels the evolution of diasporic identity. One's imaginings of oneself as a member of a diaspora changes as time passes. As one repeatedly draws upon a historical record infused with contemporary elements to inform their ideas about their identity in the present, they get further and further away from the picture they began with. Just as the enchained figure in You Lose Shreds of Your Truth Every Time I Remember You begins to fade, so does the connection diasporic identity has to the past. So let's sum up the content of the first episode of Art and Diaspora. In this episode, we investigated two selected works by Tao Lewis and the value they have to diaspora studies by introducing a new framework from which to analyze diaspora as a process of identity construction. The first work we discussed, I, the Spirit Conductor, come to tell you we were here before this, gave us a concrete case of how Lewis's own diasporic processes results in a physical sculpture packed with meaning. The second work, You Lose Shreds of Your Truth Every Time I Remember You, spoke more to the actual process of constructing diaspora, especially African diaspora, and the evolution of diasporic truths each time they are recalled and employed. Thank you for tuning in, and a big thank you to the Agnes Art Center for providing tours and hosting the Tao Lewis Collection. See you next time on Episode 2 of Art and Diaspora. This podcast is produced in collaboration with CFRC.ca in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Infrastructure support for the CFRC podcast project is provided by the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. For more information or to get involved in podcasting, visit podcasts.cfrc.ca.